The average raindrop falls at a rate of how many feet per second? Um, and well, is Jeff, this like uh, <laughs> it's like a physics question? Yeah, it's like a numbers question I, too. Because I know there's like uh, terminal velocity, right? And that's yeah. probably what the answer is. Mm -hmm. But I don't remember what number <clears throat> that is. Yeah. So I'm gonna go like 19 oh. feet. <gasps> Actually. Uh, that, no way. That's that not was right at all, extremely it? close. It was twenty-one feet per second. Ooh, that, okay, was that was pretty close. Crazy close. Um, damn, didn't even give me a time to plug the Patreon. I thought I was gonna have that space, but you were like, "Let's answer this." Yeah, I'm, I'm like, "Let's answer this," but now you should plug the Patreon. We do have uh, a Patreon. That is true. We wanted to thank the patrons before we get into today's episode. Um, head on over to Patreon.com/slash/CarsCast to get tons of cool perks. And that's it. Keep it brief. More on that later is what we'll say. More on that at the end of the episode. At some point, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jeff, what I was going to tell you right before we hopped on was that, um, and this is not a call for concern, um, but my throat's a little itchy, and it's because I ate an apple. And I've always thought I was allergic to apples, but the doctor was yeah. like, no, it's like one of those things where it like irritates your throat, but you're not fully allergic. Like, you're not going to die. And recently, so, I've just been like, whatever. I'm going to have an apple. Um, and now I'm irritated. Yeah, so um, you thought, I am about to record a podcast. <laughs> the like one thing I do a week where talking is like important for this period of time. So I'm going to eat an apple and irritate that throat. Yeah, yeah. Let's really make this a challenge. Um, yeah, it's a, up in the difficulty level of this podcast. Yeah, well, I got my water next to me. So, you know, really chase that that itch with some refreshing uh, water some glug 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 um yeah anyways that that's what i was gonna bring up but jeff how has your uh how's your week been since yeah it's been uh okay you know i yeah um we had actual thanksgiving stuff. i feel like that that oh we talked yeah, about thanksgiving that... before but now it's actual we did thanksgiving yeah, I had passed. sweet potato thing yeah. that was good yep that's awesome yeah, I don't really like turkey, so I ate like a little bit of turkey, but mm. turkey is overrated. I feel like I've come to well, learn. I don't think it is because mm. no one ever eats it besides Thanksgiving. That's true. I mean, people no get one's like, like you know sandwiches yeah, with turkey, right? But I mean, like no one eats like straight up like tur like chunks of turkey. Yeah, yeah. Because if it, I think you know that's it's not overrated it's just like a ceremonial thing and everyone right. agrees that it's not very good so we never eat it like that otherwise. yeah but we have to do it for thanksgiving every year yeah for you no goddamn to. reason it's, we have to kill birds exactly it's a ruin the holidays, like you you gotta you gotta just murder tons of birds <laughs> have you ever maybe this isn't the question to ask have you ever gone hunting jeff um no i've never okay, held neither. a gun really wow yeah. the thing i've also never gone hunt hunting my family well at least my mom is like really against it and as am i i've just never i do not get that urge to kill an animal you know i don't <laughs> i don't have that I like how you're like you're saying that for people who hunt it's an urge yeah it's like i don't have like, that oh i gotta do it i don't chase that that energy but it's uh not a deer it's gonna be a person <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a bird, and then we're going to have a delicious feast. Um, yeah, but I, yeah, I've never, I have held a gun before, though. I went trap shooting with my uncles and cousins one year after Thanksgiving and was decent at it. Um, yeah. And my cousins and I were really into, like, airsoft uh, wars. Okay, that doesn't count, though. That doesn't count. Those aren't real guns. That's not a gun. But, yeah, it's I an mean, airsoft. I've held an airsoft gun. Airsoft guns are fun. Those yeah, are... I, I did it. I actually like did like you know the airsoft gun fighting thing where people have teams and you just run around. Yeah, I did yeah, that one just... time ever in someone's it... giant yard. Yeah, and it hurts. Really hurts yeah. getting hit. And you, by you a better pilot. wear like safety glasses, glasses or goggles. Well, that's what happened. Is we were playing with my sister, and I think someone accidentally shot her in the cheek, 
which is such a bad place to have that happen. Cause they're better than the eye, though. Better that she was. I don't even think she was wearing glasses, but like, thank God she, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, good times. <laughs> I mean, not for her, but <laughs> yeah, for, for you. Us, um, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, we just have like such a good yard because I live on a farm and like there's just abandoned barns around yeah. and like just we just crawl in those and hide and that actually does sound like a it cool... was a good ass time i'm not gonna lie and then if you didn't want to get if you didn't want to get shot you could hide behind farm animals exactly well <laughs> that's not, that's not where i thought you were gonna go you hide behind you hide behind a sheep and you're just like don't shoot sheep boz i'm like no <laughs> yeah um anyway enough gun talk on the movie podcast <laughs> cars cast gun cast yeah now that we got our gun gun chat out of the way um what's what's your favorite gun <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't even name a gun i can't like D- desert eagle that's if you had a right? gun to my head i wouldn't be able to name a gun <laughs> unless you read the name of i know gun I'd be like, on what, the gun. so wait what's that one um yeah uh, how was, well, that, I already asked how your, how your week went. Not a lot in the yeah. news. Actually, I'm like really, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but I, I've been off social media and so I don't really know what's you going on. You don't know on. any of the news. I don't know what's going on in the world, to be honest. Yeah. Besides You've been the, on Letterboxd though, right? That's all I have. I really, yeah, I got, I'm on Letterboxd a little too much because like that, that itch that you have to open Twitter has now been replaced with just opening Letterboxd and... I'm like, well, no one's watched anything in the last four hours, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's there's no DMs either. <clears throat> no. Oh, thank God. You were the one that sent me that that weird yeah. <laughs> thread. I found some thread that was like responding to some letterbox tweet. And it was just this guy yeah. who went on this long rant about how letterbox should have DMs. Yeah. And, it, and he wanted it so he could hook up with people. <laughs> their film tastes yeah (laughs) yeah no not a fan um but anyway that's about it we might as well get into the movie if there's nothing else to talk about yeah Um, i i'm fine with that all right i mean that's today why we're here we are here to talk about king richard um this is a new film uh it's it's fresh a big oscar buzz surrounding this i'm sure we'll talk a little bit about that um it's directed by reynaldo marcus green yeah stars will smith obviously and the synopsis reads armed with a clear vision and brazen 78 page plan richard williams is determined to write his two daughters venus and serena into history Training on tennis courts in Compton, California, Richard shapes the girls' unyielding commitment and keen intuition. Together, the Williams family defies seemingly insurmountable odds and prevailing expectations laid before them. Um, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. that's a really thorough synopsis right there. That's, right, they get into all of it. Um, apparently, uh, Reynaldo Marcus Green is going to make a Bob Marley biopic next um so that's exciting um there you go yeah anyways so have you ever been to a tennis match in person i haven't i really i haven't did you play tennis growing up i did lessons briefly yes uh and we did them in like gym class but what about you yeah i uh i played a pretty good amount of tennis from like the age of probably like six to 12 wow wow um yeah i like near the end of me playing tennis and doing lessons i did some practices at this like facility that was kind of close to where my parents lived but there were some players who were like in my age group ranked in the state of florida um so they just would destroy me yeah but (laughs) i did on the first serve ever against one of those players who was like in the top 100 for the age group in florida i aced him Wow. And it's because I, he was, it's, so it was because I served it so slow that he was standing too far back and it bounced <laughs> twice. <laughs> you, you play, you play tennis 
like it's a mind game you know you're, yeah. you're kind of no i was i was really good at running around the court really fast and like hitting the ball back <laughs> but i That's... wasn't good at hitting it with power or serving mm-hmm I was going to say that you're 50% of the way there if you can do those yeah. two things. No, defensively, but... I was amazing. People <clears throat> could never like win the point. It would just last forever because yeah. I could never win the point, and they could never win the point. Maybe we become like a doubles team, you and I. Yeah. And uh, Now, yeah. last time I played doubles, I hit the person. When I was serving, I hit them in the back of the head. <laughs> you know, because they have to like crouch down your, the net. Yeah. And yeah, I hit them. That's I hit so them in the good. head. <laughs> um they're just like focused and then they're like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because uh, there's a lot of trust that the person that you're playing with won't yeah do and i did and that you lost all that trust yeah um, <clears throat> um i yeah, never but pegged you for a tennis player yeah no i i you know florida it's a thing to do like that's why in this movie they all moved to florida to play tennis that's true everyone that is florida true plays tennis Oh my god! I didn't even think. Usually, anytime we watch a movie and Florida comes up, I'm like, "Well, we're talking about it. We're talking about yeah. Florida." But this yeah. time, I completely it just went over my head. Yeah, um, I had a few years also where I also um, went to some tennis tournaments, not not playing, wow. like, like watching. Oh, just watched. Yeah. So like real tournaments. So like I went to mm-hmm. in Miami. There was uh, one that was like the Sony Ericsson Open. I saw actually I saw Serena Williams play in that in wow. like 2008. Did she do well? I don't remember. <laughs> Probably though. This is two thousand eight, so Yeah. It's kinda like Prime wow. Serena Williams. I think like Wimbledon was going on while I was in Paris or Yeah. Uh now notably that's not in France. Okay. <laughs> that, you're you're thinking of the French Open, which is in the France. French Open. And, yeah, Wimbledon so that's the, Wimbledon's is... in London. <laughs> uh, or in England, it may be that outside makes, of London. That makes but. a little bit more sense, yeah um yeah so the french opens in france uh yeah, yeah but i did go to the u.s open uh like in 2010 i think yeah <laughs> as soon as and I you know where that is uh it's in u.s open it's in new york yeah it's in US, the u.s yes uh, okay much like the french opens in france <laughs> uh but it's in a place outside of new york city called flushing meadows <laughs> Their plumbing system must be insane. Yeah, it sounds terrible. It just sounds like a swamp. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I wonder if there's a lot of casinos there because, you know, flush. Um, like like flushing money? I don't know. Well, no, you know, um, like when you like play Oh, like good, flush with money. Flush the car. Like oh, like a flush in poker. Yeah, you're like, that's a flush. Yeah, and that was actually the meadows. third, the third like connection I made was that. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know why it was one of the first connections I made. Anyway, um, this movie. So you have like some connection to tennis. So yeah, I feel like, like you know you've had some connection here with the characters. To, to the yeah. Well, I mean, um, I also am older than you, so I kind of remember a yeah. lot more of uh, their careers. Yeah. Um, I will come out and say that I. I mean, like I said, I play. I did like tennis lessons. Never actually yeah. competed. Um, and did never watch tennis really, uh, obviously know who like Venus and Serena Williams are cause they're like household names, like whatever. But, um, yeah, this is, this was all very new to me. So that's my disclaimer. Um, yeah. And... So you, you didn't know that much about like their origin story? No, no. I did not know who King Richard was. Yeah. Uh... I didn't know that much about <clears throat> this either king rich and i also really didn't know that much about the film going in and i was not prepared for the fact that this film focuses on such a short period of time yeah yeah i would have thought there was like more career stuff but i mean i guess this makes sense because there's not that much drama when they just win everything all the time right that is that's and you and it's pretty famously known that they win all the time yeah and also but i just thought that maybe they would have gotten more into the serena part instead of just being like yeah serena also plays tennis and she's gonna be even better and then they <laughs> yeah you just you barely ever see you see serena play like one point of an of a match <laughs> in the entire film that's true well in general i was like i get that this it's called king richard it's about king richard yeah uh but i was like i really wish we could have spent more time on venus and serena and like yeah. they're not like professional careers, but like 
just their take in, on their like younger years, but I understand that would have been weird and like kind of I don't know, that's like hard to hard to do. Yeah. Um but yeah, I I I'm like just right down the middle on this movie. Uh I don't know how you feel, but I was like, okay, well actually before we I was going to bring up another point earlier, but um I thought they were going to get later into their careers cuz this thing is like 2 hours and a half long. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, so this is going to be like a life story and it just isn't. <laughs> it's like yeah, I, it really is just stretching out this period of time. Yeah, uh, I'm so used to seeing biopics where the arc of it is like <clears throat> they start getting success in the first yep. act. I think it's because there's been so many musical biopics. Like I watched Bohemian Rhapsody not that long ago, and that's like you know the same thing with the Elton John one, where yeah, and the first act is like when they're like, oh, here's the struggles, and then it's like yep. they get really famous, like you know, thirty, forty minutes into the movie, and then yeah. they're famous for a bit, and then like something goes really bad, and then at the end they like redeem they themselves bounce back, yeah. And this, they literally didn't have success in this film until the very end. No, no, which makes you think, oh, this will probably be like a a careful like character study or something like a different take on the biopic. But honestly, this is like one of the most crowd pleasing generic, just normal movies, (laughs) which isn't a bad thing. I'm like, it's, that's what this movie set out to do. And you know, that's what we got. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is like, it makes me wonder the extent to which it's based on real life. Mm-hmm. Just because yeah. it's the the way they infuse drama into this film is solely on Richard's yeah choices. So you right. have to wonder contextually in real life, you know, did people really did treat his choices in the same way this film treated him? Where they're like, you're crazy. This is never going to work. You're ruining the careers. Yeah. Like, I, I really wonder how, like, how much people said that. Right. Because it really seems like they were just so good that they were kind of going to be fine regardless yeah after a certain point like after they got some training like it seemed like they would be superstars regardless and it would just maybe take a little bit longer or something exactly um i mean that's that is the thing and i did do like brief research on king richard and i mean he's done he's like gotten himself in a lot of shit like even past when this film takes place like he just seems like a weird man um but (laughs) uh yeah, I, I I think that's a good point. Like how much of it it does feel like it's kind of pulling teeth to set up. That's dramatic exactly. Tension. <laughs> that's what I that's what I was getting at. Where the the dramatic tension <clears throat> is really barely in the form of on court results. It really is yeah. just all how people are reacting to Richard's choices. Yeah, and it's not even those choices being at least to an audience like obviously wrong. Yeah. It's just that he says something, and then all the characters are like, that's crazy. That's so wrong. It's never yeah. going to work, man. You also have and to then wonder... you just have to believe that as the audience. You have to be like, well, he says it's crazy, even though like, it didn't sound that crazy to me. But this yeah. guy this, this, this guy says it's crazy, so this must be crazy. <laughs> you also have to wonder, I guess... I mean, it's I, I looked this up, and like Venus and Serena approved of this and gave it like the thumbs up that's, and all that. It uh, felt very much... Yeah, like the classic biopic where <clears throat> the people, the subjects of it, have a ton of control, and it feels like yeah. it's telling the most um, milk toast version, exactly, exactly, imaginable of their story. Because Venus Serena, it just seems like this like idyllic, like oh, we're like cool children, everything's great, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it makes them look as good as possible. Which again, they're they're children in this film. I'm not yeah. saying that they they should they're... look bad. <laughs> I want to be clear. <laughs> But I just mean like the story it tells is like the the way you would write it in like a fairy tale. Totally. Which is like maybe that's like I said earlier, maybe that's like what the film set out to yeah. do. It just seems it, it is like such a sports drama yeah. biopic where it's like you know how it's going to end before you even watch the movie, especially because it's based on real life. It's just like it had so many uphills to climb and decided not to even like go against them and just yeah <laughs> kind of accepted and, what it's going to be yeah and if, if as an audience we accept it in that same way i mean i'm i'm with you where it's very watchable yeah um, and it's one of those things where just the subject matter is good enough to like kind of carry the film cuz even though we know where it's going it's like i want to yeah. watch it happen 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, the thing, yeah, is I still wish it was more about the actual yeah. tennis, even though obviously the story of this film is about the is about Richard. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's it's a weird biopic because it's about the father of the two people the that two. are famous. Yeah. So I which mean, is an interesting take. I mean, you know, it's yeah. Like, I think there probably would be a lot of subjects where their fathers, like, in their upbringing, would be a really interesting <laughs> biopic. Yeah. Or just the coaches, but yeah. I guess coaches are different than the parents. Um, I want to see a Michael Phelps thing. I think that yeah. would be very interesting. And I could play About, Michael like, Phelps. When he, smokes, he smokes weed and then Subway drops yeah. him as a sponsor. Actually, forget that. I don't want a Michael Phelps one. I want a Ryan Lochte one. A Ryan Lochte <laughs> Just, so for just, see, I love how for you like swimming or swimmers are like superstars. Like the swimmers when you were in high school were the superstars. Yeah, they were my yeah, yeah. They were my Venus and Serena, Ryan and Michael. Yeah. Phelps. Ryan Lochte. I just love how dumb he comes across in every interview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he doesn't even like pretend. He he yeah. really just goes all out. And honestly, he he's a butterfly guy. Like he's my. <laughs> He was my idol in high school because I was like, oh, he's so cool. He's so dumb. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. That's Back to the film. movie's about. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. And this is a minor spoiler. It's fairly early in the film. Okay. Um, there's a murder scene. Yeah. Yeah. That murder scene was kind of funny to me. It was... <laughs> In what way? In what way? In, in like, okay, so yeah, you're definitely gonna need like the spoiler warning before this section. I I don't know. I Maybe mean, not. No, it's pretty cares? early in the film. But <laughs> anyways, skip the next minute if you don't want to hear this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so Richard's gonna like murder this guy. Is the insinuation? He pull. He yeah. takes a gun. He's walking towards the guy. And as, right before he walks the guy, there's just a drive by, and the guy just gets like killed immediately. And then they <laughs> cut back to Richard. Richard's like, yeah. And then he just walks back to his car. <laughs> like i could i know the insinuation of, of the scene is like oh richard almost made a big mistake that would have ruined everything yeah yeah and it's like luckily the guy got he killed still right died he tried to kill him. yeah and the luckily there was still a murder it, yeah the movie treats it like well good thing those guys got to him first yeah and you saved Richard's my life like oh and then he just gets in his car and like life. drives slowly drives away <laughs> Just a really awkward yeah. scene. Yeah. Richard, I'm just like, I, I think maybe that's it. I just can't really take him that seriously, and maybe that's on Will Smith, but he's just like, just kind of like prances around. And, he doesn't feel like a know. real person. Definitely doesn't feel like a real... Feels... Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because um, Will Smith gives a pretty good performance here, but it's also like so... It, it like... It honestly embodies a lot of my issues with like modern day uh, impressions and whatnot, mm. where it's like they get the mannerisms and like can, you know, nail the voice and the body movement. But I'm like, you don't feel like a person. You feel like you're acting all the time. Yeah. And I was like, like the, I never. The voice he does the whole time? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why I, I never felt fully like connected in this movie because, because it's like. It wants you to think Will Smith's a great actor more than it wants you to believe in yeah. this character. I, I agree with that. And I don't... The voice he does, I feel like is distracting more than anything. Even if the guy's voice sounds like that. That yeah. we all no, know Smith. this is a movie. And we know that, that Will Smith is doing a very specific voice constantly. Yeah, yeah. That's the issue I have, right? <laughs> like, If this was some actor that no one's ever heard of doing that voice... We, I think it would be it'd easier be to accept. Yeah, I think it would be easier to accept because we wouldn't be so ingrained to know what Will Smith sounds like, and Will Smith is just doing this voice, mm-hmm. where it's kind of a lispy like voice. Yeah, yeah. The entire movie. Right. I agree. Um, I don't know. It's I, 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 it's hard for me to get over. Some people might be like, "No, that's great acting. I totally believe that's what Will Smith sounded like." <laughs> well, that the thing is, it's like it's about to get an insane now we're drifting into another topic but it's getting an insane amount of award love like this is just gonna they're just it's gonna get eaten up 
Um, and and people are are saying like Will Smith's the front runner for best actor, and I'm like, I just don't know if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's a feel good story. Um, yeah. I think this is actually in the same mold as like Trial of the Chicago Seven. Yeah, no, in that's, terms of why yeah. it's like getting a word buzz. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's fine, but it's just it has not. It's not really saying anything new. Mm-hmm. It's just telling like a you know a story that kind of feels relevant right now yeah yeah and it's it's very fine, much but it's not great yeah it's kind of the oscar Beatty movie of the year yeah so far like which is again there like there's oscar bait movies that are just really fun and good to watch but this one i i definitely felt very little while watching it my main yeah. takeaways are like what i got out of this was um not will smith but uh whoever played brandy williams the mom uh on on genuine ellis i've never seen her in anything else i don't think uh she was great yeah she was great i think really liked her performance best performance in this absolutely um yeah and i'm like it's well it's well acted it's not the best thing in the world but it's like they clearly are really committing here yeah i Um, always forget the name of the guy who was the the final coach with the mustache and it was in like the walking dead oh yeah he's oh god he was in baby driver yeah. uh john bernthal oh yeah. right all right yeah but his performance was i don't know it was a little bit like it's, it's it weird felt out of place yeah it felt like this was a comedy with his performance yeah he's just not that kind of actor he was doing like... like a ted lasso impression yeah <laughs> literally um yeah, I don't know. It was it was I mean I, I really liked the the look of it too. It had like this yeah. sunny California, Florida thing very yeah. like throughout the whole movie and I thought it looked pretty beautiful. No, as a period piece, I loved like the costumes, like the nineties yeah. is finally becoming old enough to where it's a period. Period yeah, where period pieces are like, you know, I have my earliest memories are of people like dressing like that. Yeah. Um you know what? I'm gonna let you take the wheel for a second because I need to plug in my laptop. Uh, okay, Carson's so plugging in his laptop. Got, I'm just gonna give you the play by play. He's wearing a if you if you're listening to the audio of this podcast, he's he's wearing a Chicago Cubs hat, which big Cubs fan, Carson. If you want to know anything about him, start there. Whenever you see him in person, just say, "Go Cubs, go!" And then Carson will reply with, "I love the Cubs," and then. So the thing he's getting back, he's sitting down. So I'm gonna pretend I'm talking about the film. And the thing with Will Smith's performance, you know, like Will Smith's performance was okay, and that's I think where we have to, to, you know, what did you talk about that that whole discussion? I'm I'm I was talking about Will Smith's performance. Okay, I thought you were just. I thought it would be so funny if you just talked about something completely different, and then as soon as I put the headphones in, you were like. And Will Smith's performance was... Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, what if <laughs> I said something, like, crazy? I know. And then you, would, you wouldn't find out until you listen back to it. And that's if I you know, listen to I, it. The, yeah, which is a rare case. Um, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, I have my TV on, which is just a big big light just booming on the... That's kind of cool, though. Is it like... Yeah, I was yeah, about to say, it's... I saw, like, green on the far wall. Yeah. Pretty fancy. Um, yeah. Anyway... Okay, what did you think about the performances of all of the children? They were, you know, they weren't bad until you kind of noticed. Um, and, and a lot of them, like, really owned their line. Um, like, you could tell they rehearsed it for weeks and then kind of just, like, gave it their all in the moment and it stood out. Um, yeah, I feel like they were given <laughs> such difficult roles. yeah. Yeah, because they were like, okay, so you're a tennis player. This movie's not about you. You're kind of like side characters. Yeah, but also whenever you talk, you have to pretend to be the most confident tennis player that's ever lived. Exactly. And (laughs) And the thing is, they're acting is like they're acting as if they're saying lines that were rehearsed. Yeah, but on deliberately because the point is that their father trained them to talk to the media, and most of their Mm -hmm. lines are to the media. Yeah, yeah, which is like. There's layers it's, to this, you know? Yeah, it's a lot of layers, and it kind of feels a little bit imbalanced. It, it didn't bother me that much, though, because it's not... No. It's just a 
odd. I don't know. This movie is just slightly odd for me. It's a little off. It, the, yeah. the tone of it, I think it's tone is the issue I had, is that it felt like the tone should have been slightly more um, dramatic, and yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. You know? What? Oh. Like, well, I just, the, I was just talking about, you know, how in, for instance, another Will Smith film, because we're talking about Will Smith, and also for some reason this is the first thing I thought of to compare it to, um, The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Hitch. I, um. I could have said Hitch. But I just mean, in The Pursuit of Happiness, right, in the arc of this film, the, the sense of stakes mm-hmm. worked a lot better for me, and that you're like, okay, yeah. like, their life could be ruined. But in this, it just felt like any sense of stakes the were just like small bumps and regardless yeah. it was going to shoot to the top yeah it's it's trying more to like make sense of how serena and venus came to be yeah. um rather than telling like a a story i don't i don't know it, it, i don't know if there's a possible, difference but you know that they didn't care about making like everyone knows the ending already yeah yeah you know, I don't know it, but as an audience, obviously, stakes is a pretty important factor in making you care. Right. I think this is like at the end, like the the purpose that this would serve, uh, on the on a bigger scale is that like I'm sure like if there's like young girls who are like wanting to be athletes, they'll get a lot out of this, and like it's very inspiring, yeah. and probably it's just like a good family watch it's like no wonder it came exactly. out thanksgiving it's week. like uh finch <laughs> it's just like finch yeah it's just like in case finch. we ever I mean, get that's... in an apocalypse and yeah. you know we gotta build jeff um yeah. yeah i have a question okay if you were in the apocalypse the finch apocalypse would you rather uh spend have like you can only pick one of the people in this film just to, to spend the apocalypse with Wait, wait, wait. We are in the Finch apocalypse. If we were in the, are you saying we are in the? Fin- we're living in the world of Finch, but the characters you have to pick to spend time with are from King Richard. <laughs> Not King Richard, that's for sure. Uh, right, I would get see, right, so annoyed so fast. Yeah. Um, probably like Serena or Venus, right? Because I'm like, well, I think they're you guys are athletes. Young to, they're athletes. <laughs> But I think, too young. I think it, yeah, I mean, just too young to like, you'd have to take care of them. And I don't think I'd be equipped to do no. that because Serena's no. like 10. So I'd be like, you would have a child. Yeah. And they remember yeah, their feel... tennis skills mean nothing in the apocalypse. Well, they could hit things with their yeah. tennis rackets and yeah. Yeah. Um, they're fit is what I was saying. Like they, they have the stamina to, well, they're fit you know, for children. Yes. For children. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, they're some of the most talented children that have ever lived. But yeah, at yeah. tennis, I would honestly want to be with the guy who did the drive-by because clearly he has no issue killing people. Um, <laughs> and... That is an absolutely off-the-wall response. Because <laughs> I think he would have no issue killing you, Karsten. That is, <laughs> you're so right. You're so right. Um, yeah. Now, in King Richard's defense. He is very driven, and he makes plans, and I think that could be valuable in the apocalypse. Yeah, but at tennis, I don't think King Richard would be like. Never mind. I don't know. I, King I Richard, was... I think, has a lot of similarities to Finch as a character. Yeah, yeah. King Richard built these girls, basically. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Now, hey, we should last, wrap que- this up. last question. Last question <laughs> um... about this: Would you say that King Richard? And that just one word answer. King Richard is closer to Finch or Jeff the robot? <laughs> um shit. Probably no. Uh Jeff. Jeff, definitely. I agree. I agree. Because Finch is, is a very he acts, different person. He's impulsive sometimes. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. King there was Richard a correct is... answer to that. Object yeah, King Richard is impulsive. Yeah. Like if you do the personality test, they're on the different sides of the spectrum yeah yeah yeah. jeff the robot and king richard are similar and objectively that was the right answer and you passed the test awesome awesome well um what else do you have to say about king richard not a lot that's why i was like we should (laughs) 
I don't. I mean, the score. I was gonna make a joke on Letterbox. I don't know if you've seen National Treasure, but the score sounds identical to the National I, Treasure. Score. Really, I actually watched National Treasure earlier this year. Really, I. It's a we really talked good about this movie. before. It's fun. I love that movie. That and yeah. the sequel are both great. Yeah, the I at the time obviously hear the scores of films, but I never remember them after the film mm. ends. I think Unless I just it's very noteworthy, like Dune or something. Yeah, I really like take note of them during the during the film. I yeah, think. it's crazy I don't know to why. me that you can be like, yeah, the score from King Richard reminds me of National Treasure. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. And you, and you I thought. I was crazy for comparing this film to Finch. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't remember the Finch score. I don't think it had a score. It had uh, American Pie three times. It did That's have American Pie not... <laughs> Do you think that they sold a Finch record? And like on the, on the, on the album, film, it just played. Finch. On the album, it, like the track listing just has American Pie three times in a row. <laughs> Hank's version. Um, yeah. Ah, oh, that that would have been a never mind. Um, okay. Well, what are you feeling for a score with King Richard? Like a three. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what exactly what I was giving it. I was, yeah, was going to give it a three. I was going to wrap it up just by giving my my brief predictions for the awards. Oh, here. that's a great segment um, idea. Well, I'm just because this is obviously there. Like this is the biggest lock of the year so far i'm like this will 100 percent be nominated for best picture will smith honestly might win best actor um i think she'll get best actress as well the mom uh not win but like definitely nominated and it'll get like production design because it's a period piece like i don't know i i think it's it's gonna be a big oscar movie but Trial of the Chicago 7, everyone thought that was going to be a big Oscar movie, too, and it won, like, nothing. Um, but, yeah. I I just think... Um, I think Will Smith's definitely the front runner, unless I'm forgetting about someone. Uh, I don't know if it's going to take home Best Picture, though. We still haven't seen Belfast, and I heard that's the front runner there, but I don't know. Um, yeah. That's my thoughts. But, yeah. Do you think... Uh... Your boy Timmy's gonna get nominated. Oh, for Dune? No, yeah. <laughs> no, there's not a chance. But Dune is probably going to be nominated for Best Picture, is what I'm mm-hmm. predicting. I do not anticipate it winning, bro. Definitely I just want to say, I believed his hand was getting burned off when it was in that box. <laughs> he made me believe it, and I don't believe okay, things easily. I- I don't know if you're you're messing with me, but I really liked that scene, and that I, was a I good did. Scene. I thought it was believable, and everyone keeps making fun of it. And I was like, I liked the Gom Jabbar scene. It was funny. Um, no, I mean, it it was it was like <laughs> not funny, like haha. But I mean, it was. But it was like <laughs> it was kind of good. Like that scene, objectively on paper, is ridiculous. Yeah, put your but hand in the box. It worked better than it should have worked. That's the thing. Exactly, they kind of pulled it off. Totally, totally. Um, so King Richard, right. King Richard. <laughs> Uh, um yeah. sweet you can you can watch it on hbo max and it's also in theaters it um, is it is yeah when i there looked this up it was you know it's playing in theaters um see it in theaters uh, no you could see it on hbo max that's how i just watched yeah it. <laughs> let's get into questions um we have some really good ones today honestly i had to cut some other good ones because we had so many good ones but we're gonna get to some of those um this first one comes from $15 patron Wiley Todd over on the Patreon and it's do you guys read books if so do you read any fantasy um so uh just Wiley we met at the last patron hangout on zoom yeah nice guy yeah that's a good very good podcasting setup Wiley has yeah to say that if you are a patron you get to participate in our zoom hangouts and hang out with us we get to compliment your podcasting setups um but yeah anyways back to the guy. question uh so you read any books i don't read a lot of books mm-hmm. i so i have add and it always historically when i was younger just made it really difficult to read books uh yeah, so i just never got in the habit i i read a lot of 
um, short form um, journalism, I will say. Yeah. Um, So that's the thing. I probably read, you know, the equivalent of 20 pages of of various things a day, but I just don't, I never got into books because I just can't. Yeah. The idea of starting a book to me just feels kind of mentally overwhelming. Yeah. But I know, and the good news, Wiley, is your question is not in vain because here to save the day as always, (laughs) saving my day, (laughs) saving your day is our resident Karstcast super reader. Bookworm. Bookworm. Aficionado extraordinaire. Yeah. The one, the only, Karsten Runquist. I haven't read a book in like four months. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) I have not... I've I'm in one of the worst ruts. I I have not. What about Dune? I think I read Dune. Yeah, but you I didn't read even all of it. Finish Dune. You didn't finish I didn't it. I finish remember Dune. You had this whole you had this whole philosophy before you saw Dune that you were telling me about. Where you're like, okay, so I read the first half, so I understand yep, yep. all the factions, and then I'm gonna watch the film, and I'm gonna finish the second half. And yep, it yep. sounds like that did not happen. It, it well, it did. Well, no, what happened was I finished the second half via David Lynch's 1984 Dune. Um, so I got a little bit of everything and apparently David Lynch's Dune is the worst way to experience the ending. So I really screwed myself over there. Yeah, I'm skeptical that watching the second half of the other Dune is the equivalent to reading the second half of the book. Yep. Yep. Um, so so, yeah, I haven't seen the other Dune. My understanding though, is that they cram the entire book into one film Yep, and there's like a lot of book left, and they really, they really cram it in there. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't, you know, finished the book, so I can't entirely speak on that. But yeah, um, no, I'm not reading anything right now, actually. But I think come when I get back to Chicago, I'm gonna, you know, get more into reading now that Thanksgiving and a few of my video schedule stuff has calmed down. Um, you know crack open crack open some books <laughs> yeah you also had that book of like 50 short stories or something or poems or something whatever it was <laughs> yeah it's might be yeah it's actually back there on that that big shelf um i got through now, one of those short I was about stories to say, never... i remember you got through one and then you were like i'm gonna was... totally you recommended the book in our recommendation segment <laughs> <laughs> it's because I was bored at the airport and was like, I need something. So they had that at one of those airport shops, and I bought it and read one in the airport while I was waiting for my flight. And I was like, this is pretty good. I have not opened the book since, but maybe I'll finish it. Maybe I will get through you that. You should make a video about it. You need to make a second channel where you I'll, review books, books instead of movies. And yeah. you, the only review on it is for... 50 short the stories. Short stories. <laughs> Ranking every short story in yeah. 50 short stories. <laughs> and then also um, reviewing the first half of the Dune book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, you give it a do not continue. <laughs> Stop yeah. halfway. So, you know I what? Know. Anyone listening to this, if you're somehow still listening to this podcast, uh, <laughs> that is a free YouTube uh, review style you can do is you review the first half of books and tell people if it's worth finishing that's actually you could do that with movies i could honestly do that with i mean that's already happened remember the google review for uh cry macho oh yeah yeah so the guru (laughs) or someone wrote like 36 minutes in not sure yet yeah i was gonna say that my my what i watched this month thing was actually based on a book youtuber who did like what i read this month which i think first of all is insane to have enough that you read each month that you can make videos like that yeah i'm like if i did that for my books it would be one thing and it wouldn't be finished <laughs> yeah i'd be like yeah i read 50 pages of dune uh, yeah pretty good so far and that's the video thanks for watching <laughs> yeah do you think um, and this is the last thing i'll say about this um for April Fools, you'll do some kind of special video where it's like a what I did blank this month. Well, I do have an April Fools idea. Okay, uh, yeah, we channel. can't reveal it. I, but we, okay. I actually don't want to spoil it. Yeah, but it's in the vein of all I'm saying is it's perfect that April Fools is the first of April. Um, it's just it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. Is it gonna um, be what I April Fooled this month? <laughs> No. 
Okay. Unfortunately. Well, um, I guess we should probably get to the next question. Yeah, we should get to the next question. So I'm, we're um, sorry, Wiley, that we're not more avid readers. Yeah, we do not read fantasy. I think is except Dune well, you is read kind Dune, of fantasy. Yeah. yeah, and I the um, last book I read in totality was the fourth Harry Potter, and that's when the movie started coming out. So I said, screw this, and just started watching wait, the movies. That's the last book you've read? Yeah, I was in middle school. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the last book that I, yeah, I think I... something. Yeah, I know. You should, you should pick up something. <laughs> yes, I have not read a book in probably over 15 years. Wow. I think that I like had I mean, to read a couple okay. books for high school. Yeah. But I never... Like, I never had to take an English... No, I never had to take any literature classes or English classes in college because I had, like, credit from AP classes. Wow. So, yeah, so I never read any books. so good in high school, you... Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, this next question comes from Bloomer Jella, and it's, do you have any bad drunk stories? And also, what would you like to have... What would you have liked to have studied, if not film, and anthropology? Um... Ooh, double whammy there. Wow. So, um, do you, I actually don't really have any bad drunk stories now. No, I, you seem you seem pretty put together when yeah. you're. The when only, I've seen you at events. Yeah, I, I just don't drink a ton usually. Um, yeah, I will say that when I was doing archaeology in the Bahamas one night, I did get really drunk and threw up like four times. <laughs> And it was just outside in the Bahamas. There's like nothing around, right? Yeah. So it was just in the sand. So it wasn't really that big a deal. Yeah. Um, my uh, brother though used to get drunk, and he thought it was funny when he was drunk to get inside public trash cans, like on the like just on normal road. Yeah, I've seen those videos, and he pops out and scares yeah. people. And he pops out like Oscar the Grouch or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> weird guy. Very weird guy. Um. My, I think I've told this on the podcast, but my worst story was when I was at a party, um, and it was like well into the party, so I was like, I wasn't gone, but I was like feeling good, um, and then Lily from Beach Bunny walked in, and I was really into Beach Bunny at the time. I was like a big fan. Um, also, like the drummer was there or something, uh, and I usually I am like the most tame person around people that I'm like a fan of, but that time i was like she walked in and i like screamed i was like ah! um and she like was freaked out and i was like i love your music um even the solo stuff and it was just really she was like That's, thanks yeah the um, thing that makes this funnier is that um we're <laughs> like they're like a you know friend of a friend for both of us yeah. So you know yeah. a lot of people that are very close friends with them. I have many mutuals. I mean, I have I've like talked to the guitarist many yeah. times. Oh, I play Matt, Rocket League with Hankles. him sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, like all my friends play video games with him. He's like, you know, but but Lily, I was like I'm a huge fan. I was like starstruck. Um do people do that with yeah. you? Uh some people are. Yeah, some people I I notice are like genuinely taken aback and like and I think it's weirder because I'm like not an actual famous person because well you're on famous I'm birthdays. Just, I mean it was it was I, the birthday was wrong but you're on there. Yeah. I'm just some guy that they've seen a lot on the internet and yeah. on Twitter and I feel like when if you see someone like that in person it's really like alarming. Yeah. Honestly like, whenever oh God, you I see you in person exist. yeah I'm very starstruck. It's the same thing, yeah. Because I normally um, I never see you in person anymore. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but you're about to. I'm about to. And we're going to be at a Smash tournament together. Oh yeah, we are. Which I have to start training for. I have not played Smash in over a year. Yeah. I did beat you though that one Smash tournament. Yeah. Like and it was did. like the third time um, I'd ever played a Switch. Uh, next question <laughs> is from <laughs> uh, Tingling zero one, and it's thoughts on texting with lowercase letters. Um. You know me. I don't know if you've noticed this, but I've been big into the lowercase thing. Like, uh, so I want to clarify this question. Are we saying this means instead of uppercase? So it's like, yeah, you, yeah. like everything's lowercase. So you don't like, because obviously yeah. normal words besides like the first letter of the sentence 
Yeah, um, it's all lowercase. Yeah. Be- so, so you just mean the first letter, you intentionally make it lowercase, even though your phone corrects its uppercase. Yeah. yeah. See, that's I mean, the you thing. can turn off there's this mental. There's a mental game because most people don't turn that off and they still yeah. then will hit backspace and then make it lowercase, which requires yeah. way more effort. But the thing is that it looks more like chill. So it makes it look like you're being chill, but it Absolutely. actually requires more effort. And we all have I, kind of agreed on this. Yes. Yeah. That is such a great point. Here's the thing. I think um, I'm not as big into the lower. I mean, I do lowercase because I think it looks nicer. I'm like, I like a lowercase B more than a uppercase one. It just looks, like you said, chiller. But my thing is periods. I'm like, rarely will I put a period at the end of a post because that you put a period and it's just like this guy is the most serious person in the world. So I avoid periods very yep. close, closely. Now, I agree with you. I, in a lot of tweets, I, I don't do a lot of tweets. I do like <laughs> one tweet a week. But I a lot of times do lowercase just because it does make it look like you're doing less effort, even though for me it's more effort because I don't have auto capitalization <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then I also don't add periods. Um, but I think mm-hmm. when I'm texting to people I know, I just do a lot of exclamation points because that makes it sound like you're like having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's because you're trying I to also... like, be like, oh, like, no, like we're, we're cool. Like, because I feel if you're doing normal punctuation, it absolutely makes it feel this weird level of formality that yeah. I don't want to yeah. like put across to this person. Yeah. Like imagine ending a thing with a period to your friend. The yeah. friend would think you're pissed at them. Yeah, like, like if I wrote, it's oh, I'll see you tomorrow, period. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. I don't want to see that person. Mm-hmm. No, no. I'm like, I, that person's going to kill me, yeah. you know? Um, okay, I'm glad we're on the same page about that. I do have a lot of thoughts on it. I do think more recently, though, I'm leaning out of the lowercase thing because I think it's it's becoming more chill to just let the let the caps hang yeah. loose. And we're actually in complete agreement because I used to do that more and I've done it less in the last like year. Or yeah. Two. Yeah. I still don't add periods though cuz you're a psycho if you and the the, pi- the periods period. it's a different game, If it's yeah. a two sentence text, yeah, you do a period after the first sentence but you don't end it on a period. Yeah. That last period is pointless. The last period does not need to be there. Yeah. Um cool. We have one more today, and it's from I'll Marry the Borslow. And it's mm-hmm. what's one of your favorite pieces of internet culture? Could be anything from YouTube vids or memes to people like Nick Cage. Um Oh the man, Cars this Cast is, movie cast. That's got the Cars be. Cast movie cast, yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think uh, I personally enjoyed it a lot when people would write Karsten Runquist moment. <laughs> yeah 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 um Um, no that's a good question though i think that personally i don't like the pieces of internet culture that everyone is in on yeah so i don't think it's like for me i don't like the nick cage stuff it's just because it's too obvious i like internet culture where the joke is only some people get it yeah which i guess feels exclusionary but i think that it's because you you have to be like deeper into the internet to understand it's because it doesn't feel like it's overplayed at that point yeah like the nick cage thing it's like you can buy like a blanket with his face Mm -hmm. on it at like walmart now and it's like not funny (laughs) like the joke's over at this point um but yeah uh would you count drill as internet culture oh absolutely because he's like the like the full most blown yeah like new york times article like he's popular but yeah. it like is still very funny to me yeah. um that's i like drill yeah i also i like drill and when people reference like they quote tweet old drill tweets that are applicable to a current situation <laughs> yeah like the best the best one is the candle tweet what is oh the the, the, the budgeting. budget yeah <laughs> so funny just when people find scenarios on twitter to then quote tweet that tweet it's always the best yeah 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 for anyone that um, doesn't know just very briefly uh this is a drill tweet from a few years ago where someone's like help me budget 
my family is starving and they do like a normal budget and then in the middle of the budget it says like candles seven hundred dollars <laughs> it's like over half of the budget seven hundred dollars is also such a funny number i don't know if, like, was it seven hundred i don't remember i was uh it was something it, like I, absurd it wasn't like enough because it was if it was like a million the joke yeah, would be too no, obvious be but yeah, because it's, just, it's like it's like, it's a, like just a number a you little... could spend on something yeah it's like way too much <laughs> but a realistic amount is so funny yeah <laughs> um yeah i also want to <laughs> give a shout out to our friend of the podcast uh and also my friend in real life, uh, Dan White. Yeah. Dan yeah. has had some very good tweets that I feel like, you know, he's like have some sort of internet culture ability. He's properly participated. I yeah. would agree. Yeah. yeah. He has some like tweets there. that hit like a million likes. Yeah. Like his they end tweet up on where he, like iFunny. Yeah. Or he like cooks an apple in like a hot, like a crock pot or something. Yeah. Or, like an Instapot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm I'm a fan of like... And these are like overplayed too, but like Adult Swim viral stuff, mm-hmm. like the Too Many Cooks thing, I I still get a kick out of them. I like their stuff, and I feel like they're in the internet culture yeah. sphere. Anyway, um, I th- hope that answers that. I think and that's it does. those those are the questions. Those are. Um, lastly, because we should wrap it up here. Just realize yeah, Carson time. has to go to I got a restaurant. He has to leave in ten minutes yeah um let's uh announce next week's movie next week jeff um i actually was wondering if you want to do an episode with jaxie yeah um we're gonna and and she pitched election as the movie is that the the matthew broderick yes yeah okay yeah yeah, i've seen that like 10 years ago yeah that's great one of my favorite comedies it's an amazing film uh if you're down I'm down. I'm down. Awesome. So next week we're talking election. I don't know where you can stream it. Um, I and googled election. You can probably get it from get... your local library. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Perfect. Um, so yeah, taking a break from recent releases to talk election. And Jeff and I will have a lot of new stuff coming soon because Jeff and I will be in person in the same place. Um, so yeah that's that next we like to read a review to encourage you guys to leave reviews um we are we are uh well we're not ranked any well we're number 192 in norway on the tv and film charts that's so good, good for us probably all vegard strong yep <laughs> <laughs> uh this one comes from luke uh van luke m van from germany uh subject line is comfort cast five stars and it reads very entertaining very random karsten and jeff talk in a very comforting way honestly feels like i'm almost part of the conversation i hope this podcast will never end and i hope the raw jokes never stop please and then a heart emoji um thank you uh, luke a lot of raw emotion in that review uh, Um, and lastly, we want to thank the patrons. Uh, remember those guys from the first, from the video? I don't remember them. Um, if you want to become a patron, if you want to help out the pod and support us, if you're a consistent listener and want a ton of cool perks, like hanging out with us every month, as well as extra CarsCast content, two bonus episodes a month, plus a a huge back catalog of a bunch of old episodes. Yeah. Um, Help Karsten pay for more of those Chicago Cubs hats. Exactly. Yeah, you know they're not, they're not cheap. No, he um, he's a real fan, big fan of the Cubs. Um, yeah, the the, the Carscast Patreon is the best place to go. patreoncom slash Carscast. You get exclusive access to bonus episodes, Q and A's, shoutouts at the end of every episode, which we're about to do. You get your name read in the podcast, immortalizes your internet presence, and uh, Zoom hangouts. Anyway, thank you, A Ainley Ames. A. Richardson, the first, Alex Thompson, Ansa, 
Alex Thomas, Anson Contreras, uh, Antonio DeMarco, Blake Root, Boat, Brandon U. Brock Schultz, Camilla Coop, David, David Sir, Eden, Gavin Gibson, Grant Gao, Harry Remedianakis, Iva J. Neeston, John Van Hout, Carson Dua Backflip, Katie T. Liv Rob, Luke Warm, Maddie Robertson, Martin Duff, Mary Lee Borslow, Meridian Mount, Monopoly Shrimp on the Barbie, Monroe Page, Nora B., Riley Off, Sophia Arieta, Stella Perry, Supercalifragilistic Expialidocious, Smitty Werben, Jagerman Jensen, Tobias Broke, Tom Lakes Beans, Vegardstrom, Wes Kinley, Wiley Todd, Xavier Fossier, Yusuf A. Zoinks, and Zoe Hernandez McDonald. Thanks, guys. Zoinks, um, Zoinks really thought they were going to get it. Um, yeah, it but was very close. The thing very about close. Zoe is that I think because um, the E is Zoe with the two dots at the top, um, it, it's like at the end of the oh. alphabet. So you, you can't just do Zoinks. Um, that is actually you know you learn something new on this podcast well i learned that in the moment i was like wait this doesn't make sense because zoe should be before zoinks yeah, but it's but... like an umlaut or something yeah anyway though that is the podcast i'm gonna go celebrate my mom's birthday dinner happy birthday um, to karsten's mom um all right jeff do you have anything else you want to uh, add well you know i'm gonna let you go karsten you gotta have birthday dinner with your mom so catch you on the flip side catch you on the flip side